Welcome to the Son of a Preacher podcast. Please sit back and listen to the thoughts and musings from sermons that were first brought to the pulpit four, five, even six decades ago. I am GW, and I am the Son of a Preacher. I am so happy to be talking to you all today. Dad first brought this message to the pulpit on September 3rd, 1961. My sister at that time was just about to have a birthday and be 14 years old. She would have just started her freshman year of high school. I would have been going into the sixth grade. And I'm sure Dad looked out at us in the second pew on the left side and the ones nearest the pulpit and wondered how we had gotten so big so quickly. Who knows, he may have even had a little anxiety over the thought of college being just around the corner. Regardless, the topic was, why be afraid? Scripture was from Psalms, the 34th chapter, the first, fourth verse, and that says, I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. So why be afraid? Well, the scripture that day was about David, and he was meeting and vanquishing Goliath. And there's a lot of stories about how that happened and all the things that went on around Goliath being the person who was led out there to fight him and and uh, David being chosen to go after him, everything else. But that's all good, good and fine. You know, I mean, it is, it is what it is. We know that Goliath went out. We know that David went and vanquished him. But we know one thing had to be true. Goliath had the reputation as a huge, almost impenetrable man. And David, well, David was just a little shepherd. You know, he had he and his sling. So when you look at that, and you go, my goodness, that had to be quite a thing. He had to have had some fear or some anxiety about meeting Goliath on the battlefield. Well, the fact of the matter is, most of us are never going to have to face physical giants. And most of us are not going to have to come up against things that are going to cause us physical fear at least not on a frequent basis. And I'm not talking about, oh my gosh, I'm about to have a little bender fender, fender bender. Hmm, That was an interesting way to say that. But I'm talking about a physical fear of someone doing you harm or fear of your life going out of control, fear of things just getting out of hand, you know, that making your life miserable. Now, there's lots of things that can happen along those lines. We all have a fear that our friends will fail us. Well, I hate to say this, but I'm 73 years old, and I can tell you that occasionally a friend will do something that you go, wow, that's just not right. You know, you shouldn't have done that, particularly not to me. That impacts me, and that's not what you should do. And I would hate to think it, although I have probably done that to someone else. And the odds are, and nearly everyone has at one time or another failed someone else. Usually not on purpose, usually with no intent to do evil, usually with no intent to make their life miserable or your life miserable, but frequently just a lack of communication, a lack of response, and a lack of understanding of exactly what it is the other person is up to and how what you're doing interacts with that. So, 
you have anxiety. Everyone does. You have fears. You have a fear of sickness, a fear of hardship, you know, a hardship that sickness will bring. You know, there's lots of different diseases out there that we can talk about, and I really don't want to talk about anyone individually. But the fact is that everyone will get sick at some time in their life. Sometimes the sickness is worse than others, but it's a type of thing that you can have that fear, that anxiety of having an illness. But yet you must be able to come out of that and be able to think about what you can do with your life and what we can think about and what we can accomplish. Worry about how long you're going to live. Well, that's really not something that you have a lot of control on. I mean, you can control your total lifespan by a year or two or three, I guess, if you start very young and look at at what is a healthier lifestyle than others. But if you take a look back 30 years ago and you take a look at what was considered to be a very healthy diet in the world, then I think low fat comes to mind, might not be the healthiest diet that we would consider today. We might have learned a few things since then. So then you find that people that are afraid of making personal mistakes, well, they never go out and they never try because they can't stand the risk of failure. And they're just afraid, you know, that that they will do that and they have the fear and the anxiety that what if I don't succeed? Well, that really complicates the entire world that you live in when you're unable to think about what it is that you're going to do to make your life better. You know, the... The fact is, you need to think again of how to control your fear and how you can control your anxiety with the help of Christ. Because fear is destructive. If, you, if you're afraid to act, then you are going to miss out on many things. And it will destroy your future. It will destroy the future of your business. And if you're afraid to act in certain ways, you know it'll, it, it could destroy a church. It could destroy anything if you're afraid to act. Even the happiness of a, of a person. So they did a study, and they looked at the people, and they said, write down what it is that you're worried about. And they said, I mean, everything that you're worried about. And then they looked at that, and they tabulated the results, and I don't know how many people they did, but they did a bunch of people. So this holds pretty true in my mind. Now, this was 1961 that these figures came out, but I doubt that they're much different today. Here's what they said. 40% of what you worry about is never going to happen. 30% of what you worry about is relating to old decisions, which can't be changed. Now, 12% of the things you worry about are what people think of you, of what the criticisms are that they might have for you. And besides, there's not much you can do about that either, and most of those are untrue. 10% of the things you worry about are about your health. And if you worry about your health too much, well, that worry will make your health even worse. Now, 8% are legitimate problems because life does have real problems. So when you look at that and you say, okay, if I wrote down everything that I worried about and I had, say, 100 things on my list, I could statistically take 92 of those things off my list and not worry about them. And I'd be left with that 8% that are legitimate. You know, that's, that's kind of a good deal. 
Because if you can knock out 92% of the things that worry you in a day, that make you afraid when you get up in the morning and afraid and maybe lack of sleep in the evening, if you can knock out 92 of those things and say they're out of my control, they're done, your life is going to be much, much happier. Now, those who trust God really should not fear. John Wesley was on an ocean cruise. Now, cruise is a a word that we use today. The boat ride that John Wesley was on in the 1700s would not really relate to an ocean cruise that we think of today. But they were out in the Atlantic, and I don't know where they were going, but they got caught in a storm, bad storm. And back in those days, the forecasting capability for storms is not anything like it is today. So they probably got up in the morning, everything looked good. By 3 o'clock in the afternoon, things had turned bad. And then they just rocked and rolled all night long on the boat, bounced them around that little boat. And they would have been seasick, and they, everybody on board seemed to be afraid, including John Wesley. And as he looked around, you know, the people on board the ship, and you're talking a small group of people because it was a small ship, but there were a group of people off to the side that didn't seem to be afraid. They were just kind of taking it all in. Now, they might have been a little worried, and they might have been a little uncomfortable, and they probably were a little seasick, but they weren't afraid. They weren't terror-stricken. Now, these people were missionaries. They were from Moravia, and when the storm let loose and it finally ended, well, John Wesley went over to them, and he's talking to them, and he goes, look, what's your secret? I mean, were you not afraid? Why weren't you afraid? And one of the missionaries looked at him and said, well, why should I be afraid? I know Christ. Then he looked at John Wesley and he said, do you know Christ? And John Wesley, you know, the the person who started the Methodist church, well, for the first time in his life, realized that he probably didn't know Christ as well as he needed to. When you take a look at other things, you had the Apostle Paul, and he wrote a letter to the church of the uh, Philippi. And he said, "Not be over to not be overcome with anxiety. He said, don't let anything make you a victim of fear. He said that what you do is you take everything to the Lord in prayer. And then he told him that you should approach the Lord in a thankful frame of mind. Now, if we follow the advice of Paul, and we'll find that we've accomplished a sense of freedom from anxiety. Now, it's not going to cure us from all anxiety, but we get a sense of, of freedom. Now, in Philippians, the fourth chapter and the seventh verse, it says, The peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall guard your hearts and thoughts in Christ Jesus. So let's remember that. Remember that. The peace of God shall guard your hearts and your thoughts in Christ Jesus. So be not afraid. Be not afraid, because the Lord is there. Use the Lord. Pray to the Lord. Talk with the Lord. And let the Lord help you in conquering the anxiety in your life. May the Lord bless you and keep you in peace. I do want to ask everyone listening to this today to help spread the word about this podcast. Help me continue to keep my father's work for the Lord alive. 
Please tell your friends and your church groups about this podcast. Share it on social media. Let people know that these inspirations are available. There's a new book available on Amazon titled Throwing Ink. It was a compilation of inspiration based on Dad's work. It was written by me, G.W. Stark.